Oh, I'm on time. On time. Didn't even have to be reminded to do it. I'm calling. In fact, I'm calling a minute early. Oh my gosh, I'm calling a minute early. I didn't even think about calling early being a thing. That's probably why Ben isn't picking up. Maybe he's not ready for me to call because I'm calling early. It's not a normal thing. Yeah, see? He said, hang on a second. And that's because I called early rather than late and didn't have to be reminded. I knew it already. Well, uh huh. I was right in the middle of doing something with my phone, and then you called, and it, it stopped me from doing it. I was, uh, uh, I plugged my phone in, and I was backing it up, and uh, and it asked for a passcode. And then right when I went to go put the passcode in, it uh, it it started ringing, so I had to start the process all over again. How you doing? Good. Um, I I notice that there is a lot of noise on my end this time. And I believe it's because the air conditioner is on. Ah. But I am not about to turn it off. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. I'll, I'll doctor it a little bit by the time it gets to you. The people at home will hopefully hear a rather normal sound from me, if maybe a little tinny. Yeah. Also, the cat is down here. Oh, hey, cat. And she's rubbing on my legs. But, uh, Paul, this is also an end of an era. Do you know why? Oh, what? what's happening? I finally got a new phone. Hey! How did that go? Uh, well, I finally got it. It was, a whole, it was a whole thing to receive the phone. I don't know if I talked about it at all in the podcast. Um, I believe you did. Yes. A little bit. So, uh, I finally received it. I had to drive up to my sister's house in Mill Creek... To, to get it because we had to send the new phone to her house uh, because I'm because on, uh, I, you're on her I'm on her, plan. her family plan yeah but See, I listen sometimes yeah but, but so here's here's why it's an end of an era it is a brand new iPhone it's one of the new iPhone SEs and as such it does not have a headphone port now why, no headphone port at all at all now why is this important well this is important because when we record the podcast i used to record your half of the call as well oh no that made it easier for me to a line up the two files that i would get from uh line up the file i would get from you to its appropriate place and b if for whatever reason your file didn't work I could always use the your end of the call as a backup. Well, no more. Oh no. <laughs> so. Well, hopefully this will this will work out fine then. We'll we'll uh, we'll have to deal with it as it comes. Yeah, so if something happens uh, on your end, we're just not going to have that part of the call. Oh my gosh. Oh, the pressure. Uh so in uh Paul's watching TV news, I finished Elementary. Uh it was good. It was a good series. And and afterwards, I was flailing for a little bit, trying to find something to watch in its place. Uh, and I was still on a Sherlock Holmes kick, so I was trying to find something where, uh, you know, there's a detective who's odd. You know, like, uh, I looked at Monk, I looked at Psych, I looked at uh, The Mentalist, yeah. uh, I looked at Sherlock, and nothing was really hitting for me. 
And then, out of the blue, on Hulu, a show that I've been wanting to watch for a really long time, but haven't gotten a chance to because it wasn't on any streaming platforms, uh, I saw that it was finally available. Misfits? Have you heard of it? I have not. Ah, it's from Great Britain, and it's uh, kids with superpowers. Oh, you know what? Uh, I, I think I have. I've not seen it, but I I do remember ads for it that would play like before Doctor Who when I would watch Doctor Who on um, wherever I watched it before it was on a streaming uh-huh. service. Well, and and uh, did you watch the Umbrella Academy at all? No, but I know that season two is coming out. Well, so Umbrella Academy is good. And what I have learned is that the guy who played Klaus, who I didn't really like that much, uh, just because I read the comics and I had an image of Klaus that was different than the one that that he was doing. Of course. Um, Now that I've watched Misfits, because he's in the first two seasons of it, uh, I, I like that actor and I get what he does. And so now the Klaus character, if I were to watch it again, uh, I would enjoy watching that character a lot more. Because now I know kind of how the actor is, gotcha. if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. You so, did, yeah. You were looking yeah. for a detective show and you bypassed Sherlock? Well, yeah, I, I tacked Sherlock on at the Not only was I looking for a detective show, but I was looking for a detective show to... Uh, to fill the hole in the Sherlock Holmes TV series that I had just stopped watching. Yeah. Uh, and the only thing I can say is this. Uh, I've already watched almost all of Sherlock. I think I've watched it all. Um, and going from elementary back to Sherlock, uh, Sherlock seemed, I don't know how to describe it, but like um, too familiar. <laughs> like I already so, knew I already knew what was happening. So you wanted something the same but different. Exactly, yes. Have you um, seen Knives Out? Knives Out, yes I have. Alright. Knives Out is good. Yeah. I, I enjoy that uh very much. Um But the other thing is, I mean, this was a show that had like a hundred and fifty four episodes or something like that. Right. So that was part of it. Just something I could sit down and watch a ton of. Um, but I got to say, um, when I when I watch these TV shows, uh, I don't know if you know this, Ben, uh, but I'm very impressionable. <laughs> so I start behaving a little bit like the, the people in the show and thinking like them and oh, really? all that kind of thing. Yeah. And so The Mentalist, uh, that guy's a little bit too... Uh, I don't know, um, pretentious, I guess, a little bit. Uh, the guy on Psych was a little bit too goofy. Also, there, there's something that they do on Psych that I I just can't get behind. And that's that the, the person uh, who is pretending to be the psychic. Are you familiar with the, the show Psych? I am not. It's like, it's yeah, but that's all I know about it. One person is pretending to be psychic. Right, so he's a uh, he's like a Sherlock Holmes type. He's a master of observation. Yeah, and when he's doing his observing, for whatever reason, there's a conceit that 
the police won't work with him as an, uh, an outside investigator. So he pretends to be psychic and passes off the things that he sees as being visions and stuff like uh, that. And the police are more receptive to that? Um, yeah, yeah. Again, very tenuous <laughs> premise uh, to begin with. But, but the big thing is that uh, this guy pretends that he's possessed by someone. And to, to get past a security guard at some point. And the security guard buys it in a way that is uh, non-realistic. Okay. I guess would be my my For point. a TV and, show about a guy pretending to be psychic. Right. Like, well, that's the thing, I guess, is that it's, it's a comedy drama in the way that people uh, are stupider than they actually would be. <laughs> And not not in the way that I, I guess ugh, I hate to say it because I, I I understand that you know the people are good and a lot of people like the show and all that. Um, there is a time when people will put the stupidity of their characters uh, in place in order to do some lazy writing. I guess that's the only. You know, yeah. uh, the the detective is a genius not because he's any smarter than the average person, but because the police that he's working with are really dumb. Right. That kind right. of thing. Yeah. I do not like that sort of sort of deal. Speaking of uh, and yeah, yeah. Speaking of TV that's just come out, uh, HBO Max was revealed yesterday. Yeah, I heard about that. And uh, I turned it on, and they have new Looney Tunes cartoons. New ones. New ones. Brand new ones. I read about. I read an article about this. I think in Forbes. Um, it's it's the the guy, the showrunner, is trying to take Looney Tunes back to its uh, Tex Avery, Mel Blanc heyday. Uh huh. And I saw I saw the first episode, and it made me laugh. But you know, it it does have sort of the aesthetic of old Looney Tunes, but there's still something kind of off about it. You, st yeah. you still get the sense that it's it's a modern-day facsimile of uh, the pastiche of 1940s-era Looney Tunes. I'll throw in um, Looney Tunes with the Monty Python thing that I observed before, because I think they're they're both the same. There is something about watching comedy of another era or of another country where jokes that, I don't know, the mathematics of the jokes shine through in that you know that they're funny. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that you don't have the reference to what it is they're talking about actually doesn't... Uh, cause a problem it actually enhances it like bugs bunny right with his what's up doc yeah that what's up doc is a uh a parody of someone i forget who it is barbara streisand no <laughs> wasn't she in a movie called what's up doc back in the day i think he i think she might that would have been the um, 70s though i mean bugs bunny said this way back in the 40s and it's not James Cagney, I don't think, but it's, I believe there's someone that he's doing an impression of. And that, you know, it's, it, 
those old ones are chock full of impressions of yeah. stars of the day and things like that. Um, but for us kids watching it in the 70s or 80s or whatever, um, we didn't have those references, but we still liked the show. Yeah. And the same thing with Monty Python, Monty Python's Flying Circus. Uh, when they're doing an impression of a guy, we don't know who that guy is. We just see them doing this overboard impression of some British dude. And so they come off as just a wacky character, but because they're going off of a real dude that they're impersonating, we see it as a fully formed kind of real, you know, as opposed to just a hillbilly character or whatever, Yeah, you know, they're, they're doing something. And we, as, as a, uh, I'm putting this in quotes, an alien audience, right? See it and appreciate it. And the comedy hits differently for those of us who don't know what they're uh, making fun of and could actually be more successful. Like I'm thinking about, you know, capital steps or that kind of comedy where it's all about politics and it's about the politics right. of the day yeah. and we we all know what the story some people like that kind of stuff but i get really turned off by it <laughs> like a parody song about a historical thing that i'm living through is not as exciting <laughs> to me as a parody song about like martin van buren would be yeah because with Martin Van Buren, I'm learning something, right. and that's uh, that's interesting. And it's also, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, it's interesting uh, when you go back to Monty Python to see how, uh, because that that TV show, I don't think it would ever, uh, pardon the pun, fly today, because um, <laughs> it's a very slow sketch comedy show. Like, yeah, it, it, the the jokes aren't very like you know, with something like, uh, well, I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in years, but you know. Uh, the the rule is you got to have a certain amount of laughs per minute, like a certain amount of punchlines per minute. And Monty Python was a very slow, like build upon sketch, which built upon sketch, which built upon sketch. And you know, it says a lot about it that you know we can still we can still um, enjoy it today, even though we don't know the context, even though we don't know the punchlines to their you know, the the sort of stereotype that lived in the English countryside or the politicians of the day. Yeah, I would go so far as, as to say also the fact that they were able to create... I mean, you have some characters like the Gumby character. I think that it was Mr. Gumby or whatever with the yeah. handkerchief tied yeah. on the head and all that. You know, some reoccurring characters, but a lot of stuff is just you see it once and that's it. It's done. Whereas Saturday Night Live... Uh, at least for a while, I think still uh, to this day, but they're really big on commodification of characters and uh, people are always familiar with, you know, so if you have Wayne's World, for instance, uh, that's not going to be a one and done. That's going to be, you bring it back over and over and over again, which is a different type of comedy and one yeah. that I don't appreciate as much i will say this though about monty python i have been re-watching a lot of it and because it's on netflix and there is there is a lot of stuff in there that is problematic for today and oh sure i could believe yeah, that because um, you know it's from the 70s and so uh, very different sensibilities back then yeah yeah i mean uh 
even even the mighty boosh which was around in the early 2000s has some stuff that's uh problematic jimmy fallon just came under fire recently for a sketch he did on saturday night live in the year 2000 where he wore blackface oh i you know what i saw that clip actually um he was impersonating chris rock ah i did not Uh, watch the clip but i did see a picture yeah yeah um it's i want to say somebody else did a bill cosby impersonation at one point in time also in blackface on saturday night live but i can't remember who it was and i mean that's been a saturday night live problem for a while like uh billy crystal's old blues man character yeah yeah um gosh i haven't even thought he of would that con- continue doing it uh you know as just a character but it's still got roots in that sort of yeah sort of thing well, and um, that was all that that's also a problem with bugs bunny and looney tunes there's a lot of examples of blackface in those old cartoons it's almost as though america has a a problem with <laughs> black people he says as a transition to current uh, current events yeah i i i i as you know, frequent uh, public freakout on Reddit. Yeah. And there is, uh, you know, a feature in Reddit. You know this already, but I'm going to explain it to people who may not know. Where you can look at top posts today, top posts uh, right now, top posts of the past week, yeah, past month, uh, and of all time, I think, or past year. You know, you have, you have choices. Um, everything in public freakout pretty much right now is all the same sort of clips, but with vastly different, uh, introductions, titles, and narratives by the people who are posting them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, here's, here's the first question. Did you watch the video of the incident that sparked the protests in Minnesota. No, I have. I can't watch the video. I've seen a still of the incident because you could, yesterday you couldn't get away from it. Um, yeah, but no, I've. I, I can't bring myself to watch it. So, for the listener, uh, we are going to be discussing a crime uh, that happened that involved uh, the abuse and death of a person. So specifically uh, a black man at the hands of white policemen. Yeah. So um, the thing that struck me, because I watched the whole thing. There are onlookers. Uh, What? So when I say I watched the whole thing, because this is very important, this is one of the things that people are talking about. They're like, well, I want to see what the lead up to this was. (laughs) I did not see whatever the lead up to this was. Because I, but, I want to make sure that, that that death was justified. Right, exactly. Well, and that's the thing, is that the people saying it maybe don't actually want to see what the lead-up is. Um, they, a lot of times, seem to be implying that whatever the lead-up was did justify it. Yeah. It's, it's a shorthand, if you will, in this kind of community. But the main thing is this. Uh, there's a police officer. He is kneeling on the neck of someone that he has on the ground. Uh, 
And the thing that struck me was during the time that this is happening, there is uh, a request from one of the onlookers who identified herself as being, I believe, a firefighter or an EMT, some sort of medical person. Okay. Asking them to take the pulse of the man whose neck they're kneeling on. Yeah. And they don't do it. And this is important because the video ends with him being unresponsive and being put on a stretcher. Uh, and then apparently he was pronounced dead at the hospital. But the, the concern that the person had, uh, which seems to have met out, is that not enough care is being taken uh, to ensure that this method of restraint that the police officer is using uh, is safe. Right. And the, the, the disregard that they have, because we already know, you know, the, the, the view of the arresting officers to the guy that they have in their custody. I mean, that it's already apparent. There's a guy who keeps on saying, this is why you don't do drugs, kids, stuff like that. Jeez. But the, but the main thing is their, uh, disregard for, uh, the protestations of the general public who is witnessing this. You know, and, and we can get into what does it mean to protect and serve, all that sort of thing. But um, that's it's a very disturbing uh, thing to see. Uh, and I, I know this sounds uh, maybe a little crass, but we're used, used to people dying at the hands of the police already. Yeah. Um, and there's always the thing of, well, if this wasn't on video, would anyone know about it? Um but in this case, uh, it's it's not just that. It's that th they were surrounded by people saying, don't do this, you know, stop. Their, their request and request to stop doing it. Um, and also just, you know, to take his pulse. Yeah. Take his pulse. I don't think that, you know, you you're killing him right now. You know, things like that. So it really explains, at least in my opinion, how anyone viewing that video would have been extremely angry. Uh, and then we flat fast forward to that night. Uh, I don't know if it was that night or if it was, I don't know the time span between when the video was recorded and when the uh, protest happened. But one of the aspects of, of the protest is that uh, there was a at least a, a target that was cleared out pretty much. Uh, and this is the thing that I'm talking about. There are lots of videos, right, of, of difference of opinions. Like one person posts, look at how they protest. They put protest in quotes and then they show this target store getting looted. Yeah. 
and then there's another one that's posted exact same clip that says uh, looters use uh, protest as distraction to uh, or you know so all the police are at the pro at protest so they go and loot target other people right separation okay. between the people doing the looting yeah. and the people protesting uh, other people put everybody together um, then there's a there's a shot of a woman uh, who is in a motorized scooter or wheelchair of some type uh, getting sprayed with a fire extinguisher and depending on who posts the video, she's defending the target or she's tried to rob an, an ATM. Uh, she's carrying a knife. Uh, you know, all these difference of descriptions. Almost as depending, if the point of view of whoever posted the uh, video is, uh, uh, you know, informs public opinion. Right. Uh, or is yeah their their pre-existing disposition towards uh, any sort of demographic colors what it is that they say yeah. about the clip that they're seeing. Uh, but I think about um, about this kind of thing, and uh, you know, is is the fact that they were fired because that's what what people are saying is that they were fired um enough right right uh, many or, people are calling or, for them to be held on murder charges right or is there a you know so is there like a bloodletting type thing like you just let this go right the Oh, oh, the other thing is AutoZone uh, getting set on fire. Uh, there's apparently video of a guy in a mask breaking some of the windows in AutoZone. Okay. And people, like, chasing after him, trying to get his name and telling him to stop and things like that. And someone posts it, right? And they say, uh, who is this unidentified man breaking windows at AutoZone? And is he trying to make things look bad? And then someone else will post right afterwards, well, did he also dress up as all of the people who robbed the target? And of course not, right? But the fact that the fact that there are people taking things from Target doesn't take away from the fact that there is a suspicion that maybe an agent provocateur broke the windows in AutoZone. Those yeah. two things can happen at the same time. Yeah. I the would, same way, I wouldn't the, be surprised. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a very it's a highly politicized event. Yeah, on both sides. I mean, it's 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 very telling too, because at the same time, while you have these riots in Minnesota where the protesters are getting tear gassed, um, yeah, the at the same time on the steps of the state capitol in Minnesota, armed civilians are being left alone because they're protesting the lockdown. Right. And that was one of the things that, that somebody else posted, you know, look at the difference between 
the response here and yeah. the response there. And it's totally... The it's, difference it's being the people who are carrying AK-47s on the steps of the Capitol are predominantly white. Yeah. That was another thing that uh, I paid close attention to with the target looting things. Like, there was a white lady who was taking, like, a bunch of lamps out of the target. Uh, which was weird. Yeah. Well, Just I the mean, things that people were taking... If I need a lamp, that's where I go. Yeah, but... I mean, I think you and I are of the same type of person that we... And I, what I'm about to say is a, is a gross generalization. I want you to know this. <laughs> I understand it. I don't think you and I would uh, take stuff from a target even if there was nobody there and it was on fire and there's a bunch of stuff inside. Right. But I think that a lady who refuses to wear a mask because it infringes on her freedom might also feel justified taking something from her target saying, well, if everybody else is taking stuff from this, I should also be able to take stuff from this. Yeah. That that was the impression I got off of the lady with the lamps. I only saw that, one video of the target, this specific target, that, and it looks like it, this this um, looting had been going on for a while because that place was cleaned out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the only video I saw, the camera person was a white kid, a white dude. Yeah. So it's not. I mean, that's the, that's. A the, the narrative that I'm being fed is that these are all African-American people looting this target and, right. and protesting. Uh, uh, which is, you know, not true. Yeah. But people will gloss over that sort of thing. Again, it's it's the same. The, the person who, uh, this is back in 2016, I think you'll remember this. A uh, person who was committing voter fraud and said that she had to commit voter fraud because of all the illegal immigrants who were committing it. <laughs> and so this was just oh, her balancing things out. And they had to explain that, no, um, you are the one. Yeah. <laughs> you are the criminal. Yeah. It's it's the same thing of, of well, I... You know, there's a no gun policy in my workplace, so I need to carry my gun because the criminals are going to come in with them. Right, because they'll because know, they know that we don't have guns. Exactly, and it's like, no, you're you're the one breaking the law. The phantom criminal is not the one breaking the law at this point. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Hey, speaking about it's crazy. Uh, I think we have corrections. Why, indeed, we do. This time. Hey, so, hey, everybody. Um, <laughs> if you're listening to this, uh, and we hope that you are, uh, sometime in the future, because you found this on a discarded hard drive somewhere, or you got a massive data dump from a data broker, and you found these audio files, uh, this is the Goody Lawrence podcast. We're uh, broadcasting, well, not broadcasting, uh, recording? How do we do this? Uh, We're recording. We are... We're recording ourselves. We could broadcast it, but we're not there yet. The early parts of the 21st century, 
and uh, we're two guys. I'm Paul Goody. That's Ben Lawrence. Hello. And we're discussing uh, what life is like in the early uh, 21st century. And so if you're listening to this for historic purposes, uh, you might be interested to know that we are doing this from our brains. We do not have any search <laughs> engines or any documents that we're using to give you information. We, these are our recollections of what's happening. Uh, very different than most of our countrymen at this time who uh, cannot voice an opinion or state a fact without checking online first to see if they're right. We don't care about that, but you do care about historical accuracy. And that's why we have a segment of this program where we ask our listeners to call in with us after they've done their own research to tell us what we got wrong. And when we know what we got wrong, we correct it and we rebroadcast so that it has its own built-in fact-checking service. Uh, we have uh, several different people who have uh, contributed in the past. Uh, special shout out to Stephen McCandless, uh, who has a pretty high record, but no one has as many corrections uh, to our program as my wife, Jennifer Pratt, also known as Jennifer Fact Checker, who listens to our podcast and then writes in so that we can... Oh, wait, I forgot. If you want to write in yourself, sorry about this, Ben, uh, write to us at Ben's email at yahoo.com at gmail.com. Yep. Is that right? Yep. And we'll put your corrections on the air in a, well, on the tape, on the, <laughs> uh, it's not tape either. It's digital it's recording fine. on the digital recording on the file in a segment that we like to call corrections. Ding. All right. So, Ben, what do we have today? Well, at the beginning of yesterday's episode, you went through, or yesterday's <laughs> last week's episode, you went through and just said a bunch of facts that you knew were wrong in an attempt to to to, to goad Jennifer Fact Checker into writing corrections for this episode. I did not think she would take the bait, but indeed she did. Awesome. So. That's what I like to hear. The very first thing you said, you gave uh, an absurd size for the... For the uh, for uh, uh, an adult male platypus, I can't remember what you said. Something like fifteen feet or so. Um, so number one, the average size of an adult male platypus is twenty inches. Whoa! They are. <laughs> That's what she said. They are a dimorphic species, with the male being the larger of the two sexes. Hey, well. That's almost two feet. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm measuring with my hands here. That's a that's a pretty good sized platypus still. Yeah, I did think they were larger uh, as a kid. I you know what I've never I I've, were... I've been to Australia, but I've never seen one in person. Yeah, yeah. Well, interesting. Good thing you didn't. I hear they have poison spurs. <laughs> well, I'll 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 let their spurs speak for themselves. In the meantime, the next fact that you quote said was uh, there's an island in the Pacific Ocean where it rains every day, or something to that effect. Uh, yeah. So, number two, there is a place on Earth where it rains every day. It is not an island in the Pacific, but rather a region in India. While it doesn't, hey. while it doesn't rain all day every day in, and I'm going to get this name wrong, Magalaya, India, it does rain every single day of the year. 
Well, there you go. Interesting. Uh, maybe someday uh, I'd like to visit. Hey, speaking of rain, uh, too bad about SpaceX, right? I was watching, but I'll be watching again this Saturday at uh, That's right. 12.30 my time. 12.30 p.m. my time. Yeah, yeah, I as well. And uh, this podcast will come out uh, after that. Let's hope oh my God. everything went well. Oh. Uh, it was scrubbed. I always say it's better to scrub a launch than to try to power through it. Yeah. So uh, this uh, uh, Thursday... No, no, today's Thursday. It was on Wednesday. Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. Launch was scrubbed. Uh, Launch of the SpaceX Dragon something? Yeah, the Uh, uh, Falcon 9 Dragon. Like the Falcon... Was scrubbed for weather? I don't know what the... I think Falcon's like the the rocket and the dragon is a capsule. Here's another correction that uh, Jennifer Factchecker can correct me on. Or Steven, because I know he follows all this really closely. Yeah, see... I don't know if Jennifer would actually bother to correct something uh, involving Elon Musk. Uh, it's it's funny. Our two main fact checkers, uh, Stephen, is very interested in everything Elon Musk does. Jennifer can't stand him. Right. Doesn't like him. Uh, and it's it's interesting that we have that uh, that range. Yeah. So anyway, by the time uh, so we'll by the time yeah. this episode drops, uh, uh, the astronauts Bob and Doug. Uh, will be uh, on their way to the space station. Take off, eh? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and hopefully not dead. <laughs> oh my god! You know, I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah. I'll tell you if uh, I would feel very uh, if if that happens. My condolences. I'm gonna. To, 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 uh, I'm gonna wait until after the launch to edit this episode. And if it does explode or if something happens, I'm gonna take this entire section out. <laughs> okay. That sounds good. Move, so, yeah. if you're hearing this, uh, congratulations. Yeah. And if you're not hearing this, Ben, I'm sorry <laughs> to bum you out. All right, let's move on, shall we? Edit the episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the final. You said three facts. The final one of the facts that you said was that the center of the Earth is molten copper. Uh, if I remember what you said correctly, number three, the core of the Earth yeah. is most likely an iron nickel alloy. With some other trace elements. There is no way to sample the core at this time. Perhaps a ship of unobtainium will be able to make the journey at some point <laughs> in the future. We'll all pray to Stanley Tucci's hairpiece for that day to come in our lifetime. <laughs> I believe she's referring to the movie The Core. Is that right? Uh, I don't know, but I I liked praying to Stanley Tucci's hairpiece. That was nice. Yeah, I think I, I have seen The Core. But I do not recall it enough to know if Stanley Tucci was in it or if he wore a hairpiece. Uh, in the meantime, the theoretical composition of the core has come from analysis of seismic waves and the Earth's magnetic field. Hmm. Very interesting. There are more. Um, oh, yes. Let's go. We talked about um, buckwheat on uh, uh, Eddie Murphy's oh. Eddie Murphy's uh, oh, yeah. uh, buckwheat from Saturday Night Live. How cl- how close to John Lennon's assassination was Buckwheat's assassination? Right. So, uh, Buckwheat was shot on March twelfth, nineteen eighty three. The skit was mostly to kill off Buckwheat, as the writers and Eddie Murphy were sick of him. Uh, the skit was also a commentary on salacious media coverage of tragic events. Not a commentary on John Lennon's assassination. 
Well, there we go. But number eight, John Lennon was indeed shot on December 8th, 1980. It was the day before his 40th birthday. I didn't realize it was that close. Uh, in parentheses, Ben wasn't sure if it was his birthday or not. That is why I'm sure I was confused because he was his shot the day before his birthday. Uh, almost made it. Almost made it. <laughs> almost made it. Wow, he's 39. Anyway, uh, one final he one. He beat Jesus by uh, <laughs> six years. One final one. Uh, we were talking about Steve Smith, of course, Red Green from the Red Green Show. Yes. Uh, Steve Smith of the Red Green Show had two sketch comedy shows with his wife, Morag Smith. Morag. M-O-R-A-G. Don't know how you would pronounce that without it sounding like a D&D monster. Wow, that is a great first name. Yeah. Morag Smith. Smith and Smith originally aired 1979 to 1985, and The Comedy Mill aired 1987 to 1991. Uh, I believe Smith and Smith is the one I was thinking of. All right. And that is it. Keep it wrong, she says. Hey, keep it wrong. And as we all know, mushrooms cannot grow in space. <laughs> there is a tiger that doesn't have any teeth, and... Someone somewhere has learned how to cancel out echoes in cave systems. I look forward to the inevitable correction of your obvious fact, uh, made-up facts. Yeah, I am. Uh, I am loving this idea of throwing out facts that she because uh, sometimes I get it right, at least part of it, which I think is great. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Indeed. All right. Uh, well, cool. <laughs> uh, I am. I am still thinking, but I, I wanted to comment on something, but I can't, because if I did, it would uh, force you to edit this in more than one place. Uh oh. And I'm not going to do that. Why is that? So. Um, because I was going to bring up something that you might edit out. Uh, I was going to refer back to a section that you might edit out. Ah, and if I gotcha. refer back to the section that you edit out, even now I'm very <laughs> close to the, the line. line there. Yeah. 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 Um, we, we normally don't edit. We can talk about that just a little bit. Um, we normally don't edit the podcast. Uh, much to the chagrin of people who would love to listen to the podcast, right. if it were shorter well, or tighter. I mean, we have an we have an hour's uh, worth of content, uh, and we could of uh, we could probably have you know twenty to thirty minutes of stellar content if we edited uh, edited edited everything out. Like for instance, that part where I stumbled over the word edited. Exactly. I actually uh, have a but I have a you know one of my gigs is editing podcasts and that's exactly what i would do oh man i wonder what it would be like if at some point in time we put out an ep no it would it would it would be bad it would be bad we couldn't do it put put out like i was gonna say if we if if we edit one of our podcasts like you would normally edit a podcast oh like if somebody handed it to you I but then we'd spoil everyone I would also not they, want to do that myself. I would want to hand that off to somebody. Yeah, yeah, and we yeah. Would have, and, we, and I don't... We'd have, like, uh, opening title music. We would have, like, um, an ad break in the middle. And uh, Oh, 
closing. We should music. do that at, for for one episode, but I think it would ruin everyone. Then <laughs> they'd love it too much. It would be an interesting experience to see if it, uh, experiment to see if it moved the needle at all. Yeah, yeah. I, there's there's some. Oh, oh! I remember what it was. A uh, John Krasinski is that his name? What? Is... Yeah, uh, John Krasinski, uh, the, the uh, guy from The Office, the the Good News Show. Yeah, you hear about that? Yeah, he got uh, he got so... slammed on social media for selling his uh, his YouTube channel. Now, now the thing that I would say about all that is that he did bring up a good point that he. When lockdown ends, he's not going to have time to do it anymore. Uh, yeah, so he, he might as well sell it off. He's a working actor. But, but still, um, it, it, I, I don't now. I, I was going to say it at the time that it was on, uh, and everybody loved it, but I didn't want to. Now I think it might be a little safe to say it okay it seemed at the time that it was happening it seemed a little contrived (laughs) like like i don't think that this was necessarily not always going to be the plan if that makes sense Mm. like like when he started it the inkling of the idea that it was going to become a thing and he was going to not always be doing it i uh was not surprising to me when right when that i don't know if the plan like i agree with you that uh i never thought that this was going to be his new job but uh that that it was going to stop it was going to end after a while but i never i never got the sense i mean i never watched it but i never got the sense that it was started with the intent to sell yeah but it, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised. Like if 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 like you or I tried to start a channel like that, we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to do that because you know he had connections. He could get like the cast of Hamilton to do something, and he can call on his uh, his Hollywood friends and just on his, and and market the show just on his name alone. Right. Exactly. And and the fact, like I said, um, the fact that uh, is it Steve Carell? Is that the guy I'm thinking of? From the office, yeah, yeah, that he was on there, and they said, "Oh, this is great that we're actually catching up and talking and things like that." It's like, I, I, this is a little peek behind the curtain, but you and I, like, if I say to you, "Hey, I was thinking the other day about X," you know, for this show, yeah, uh, you and I don't talk before we do this and go. Okay, I'm going to bring up this, and then you bring. We're when I say I was just thinking the other day about blah. Yeah, there's a great chance, uh, an almost 100. percent But the, sometimes we do, uh, you know, text each other, uh, especially if we're working on uh, a different project. Like uh, I, I hope I'm not telling tales out of school, but there's a there's a talk that you and I might zoom and play music together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, if we were to talk about something during that time, and we were bringing it up here on the show, I wouldn't say, you know, I was thinking, Ben, the other day about <laughs> blank. I would say, you remember when we were playing music and we were uh, on that Zoom call, right. and I talked about this. That is, 
a layer of um, of theater, I guess, that some people put into their podcasts that we don't have. Yeah. We're pretty upfront about the fact that, you know, we call and we we do this. We don't edit it. We don't do that sort of thing. It's all, um, all you know, all uh, obviously off the cuff. But some people like, for instance, if they're doing a true crime pro- podcast, uh, one person might say, oh, did you know that she actually never had any children? <laughs> and they've already discussed the fact that she never had any children and yeah. maybe even argued about who's going to bring that fact up. But right. then the other person says, oh, really? That's interesting. You would think that maybe she would have had ch- or whatever. I, uh, and I, we don't do that. I've mentioned before that I uh, one of my gigs is editing, editing podcasts. I, I've th- I think that's exactly what some of them do. There's there's one where the host is obviously reading the question. Yeah. And and there there have been a couple episodes, uh, couple yeah, a couple episodes where the answer was obviously read. So, yeah. it, uh, so it's it's painful, it's painful to hear. And and so all I'm going to say is that when I watched that first episode cuz people were sharing it all over and this is back when I was on Twitter and they were like, "Oh, you have to see this. This is, I can't believe he did this. It's amazing. Yeah. I watched it. And I was like, I can believe he did this. <laughs> um, and and there, again, more thought went into that than has gone into any of the scripted videos that you and I have ever done. <laughs> is all that I would say. So I I wasn't. I didn't feel some sort of massive betrayal when he sold it off to right. people like yeah. other folks did. Maybe. Oh, speaking about massive betrayals. Uh oh. And I'm I'm actually kind of kidding a little bit. Um, hey, Vermin buddy. Supreme. <laughs> What's that? Not. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> Vermin Supreme is not the uh, libertarian candidate. Ah. Uh. uh, it is someone named Joe Jorgensen who was not in a lot of the polls that they uh, they put out. Well, I guess uh, so. That's what people think of libertarians, then. Well, yeah, I guess. So. Well, wait, what do you? Huh? <laughs> if he's not, in, if he's not even on the polls. Yeah, that's. that's tr- well, no, she. If she- Joe Jorgensen. Oh, I thought you said. Uh, I thought you, I'm sorry, I thought you said Joe. Joe, yeah, J O. Oh. Joe Jorgensen. <laughs> in that case, uh, I stand. I stand by. The assuming doctor it was, a dude. was a woman, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, but but interesting uh, because she's, uh, uh, I think, one of the only female candidates running, uh, and also the vice president is chosen uh, not by the person but by the committee as well, and the guy uh, Spike is his first name. Don't remember what his last name is, but he was kind of uh, touring around with Vermin Supreme, and he is the vice president uh pick i didn't realize the libertarians so, have have picked the running mates already yep so that's that's it uh and who knows uh but all i know is that i don't think uh vermin supreme is gonna go away <laughs> i i expect that he's gonna well i hope stick not. around yeah right exactly um he's he is kind of more of a uh a campaigner than a a guy who's ever held office, I suppose. So, uh, so like our current something. president. Oh, hey, no, he's held office, Ben. Our current president 
uh, is, is president right now, in fact. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, I see what you're do- doing. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, golf. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, speaking about golfing instead of being president, hey, Benny! Oh, God. Are we there already? Benny! Okay, she's coming. It's out um, flown by. Yeah, yeah, it really has. Um, no, I... I know often I have to eat my words when I make predictions like this, Ben, but that's why you never go hungry years from now. Yeah, true. 10 years from now, maybe, maybe a little bit more, but I remember when Nixon, uh, was the butt of a lot of jokes and TV shows and stuff like that. Yeah. I didn't know how bad he was. Like, I think it might happen again. Hey, Betty, we can't hear you. Come back and say it again. Okay, so my mom was making eggs, and, like, I'm... I'm, I'm, No, my mom was making bacon after I made eggs, and, like, uh, she put them in the fridge, and I'm, like, 90% sure she put them in the fridge when they were still undercooked. So I just have a seven undercooked hard-boiled eggs that I can't eat because they're so gross! So now I'm just peeling the shells off of them. Thank you. Well, you could uh, make deviled eggs out of them. Well, there she goes. All right. Are we done? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess We're that, was, that was it. All righty. Uh, pretty great. The, uh, pretty great to, uh, to hear it. See. So, so anyway, yeah. So what I'm saying is um, I, I feel as though as we move forward, uh, Donald Trump will be remembered as a bad president. Yeah. But he will join the pantheon of other bad presidents uh, as time goes on. And this this uh, idea that he was the worst president ever and things like that uh, will probably stick around. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't see that going away anytime soon. But but it will be a it will be a footnote rather than the main event in history. I have this idea now. The problem is that's if things keep going as they are going right now, right? Um, and he could decide that he needs to do something to make a a more lasting mark. Like, um, here's a question for you, Ben. Yeah. Who was Chancellor of Germany before Hitler took over? I do not know. I also don't know. What about after Hitler? Who was in charge of Germany? Well... Like, who was the first elected president I, after World War II? I don't think there was I, one. I however think, far... I think there well, was a cold... No, I mean, however far after. Because there there's a president now. Yeah. Right? Chancellor Merkel. So, so, so there... There has to be, at one point in time, a a president, you know, if you go, who was president before Merkel, go back, go back, go back, go back, go back, until you get to the first president after World well, War II, however we, long that took. So we're, we're talking about pre-unification? Um, pre-unification or during unification. Do you know who the president was 
after unification, I, the first president? I don't. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't either. After after the wall fell, I don't know if, like, whoever was um, president of West Germany became president of all of Germany. I, that, well, that history does not, has not Germany, stuck with me. Once Germany was unified, there had to have been a president elected. Yeah. So let's go there. But were they elected the before, or were they elected before uh, the wall fell and stayed president, or were they elected after? Are you talking about the first one elected well, after okay, unification? That's that's one question. One question: Did the president stay president? Then the second question: After unification, there would have been an election at some point, be it right four years, six years, however long. Right. Who was that first president of Germany after unification? I myself do not know. Uh, yeah, I don't and know. I'm guessing you don't is, know no, either. This is this is something that is easily Googleable. Googleable, but that goes against the uh, the point of the show. As uh, somewhere right. at so, home, somebody's yelling at their iPod. My 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 main point is this: uh, right now, Donald Trump still remembered, still remembers a bad president, whatever. Um, I, the only concern I have is if he would like to eclipse all other presidents. Uh, he could do it, but in doing so, he had to be a, a really bad dude. And I know there are people out there who think he is a really bad dude. I would say that, yes, he is a bad dude. Does he have to be a super bad dude? <laughs> and some people say, yes, he is a super bad You know what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Uh, he may not dismantle our entire government. Some government may be left behind to continue onwards. Uh, and that's what I'm thinking. It would be really, really strange to me if Donald Trump is the last American president because we get taken over and split up by like Europe or China or something. <laughs> And there is no president after that. That would be crazy. Uh, I don't think it would happen. In that case, I I will be a proud uh, citizen of Cascadia, made yeah, up made up of California, yeah. Oregon, Washington. Oh, I know about Cascadia. British Columbia. Yep. Uh, Idaho is not part of it, but I think Nevada's joined. Maybe Utah. Now, the one thing you got to be careful about, then uh, Colorado, not Utah. And again. Uh, Jennifer can fact check this for me, but I was really into the idea of Cascadia until I heard that at least some of the origins of it was uh, creating it to be a white ethno state. Yeah, Northern I Idaho. I don't like that. Northern Idaho was very famously, I think, back in the '90s, home of the uh, the the Aryan. It was like an Aryan home base or something. Yeah. Um, so. Cascadia, I believe, was proposed as that. Now, other people took up the mantle later. I think I think it's been uh, properly retconned. I think uh, I don't think the the origins uh, enter into the conversation anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, it would be it'd be a nice a nice grouping, very uh, very similar like minded folks. Uh, similar landscapes, all that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, um, it's surprisingly, we still have a lot of uh, neoconservative uh, 
anti-democratic politician people around here. It's 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 surprising how yeah, many Trump uh, flags are just within a five minute drive north of here. Yeah, it, I I mentioned this a couple of times, but when I was working in the uh, electrical trades, uh, many times I would uh, be hanging out with people who uh, in their trucks when we would go to job sites. If I were I was riding with them, they would be listening to uh, right wing. Yeah. FM and sometimes even AM radio. Uh, <laughs> My God, AM! Works. Wow, I know, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it's it's an interesting uh, and and like I said, around here uh, sometimes uh, you can find a bunch of liberal minded folks. Yeah, as well. So it doesn't matter necessarily where you are. There are dozens of us, but I, I in the Midwest. <laughs> I will I will say. I will say that that folks in well, and you can you can even I mean you can tell I know that it's happening I can feel it that um, some of my more liberal mindset is eroding a little bit living here just just because uh, you can't fight people every single day yeah so you have to start uh, trying to think from their perspective and that you can't do that without it making little holes. Well then, let's in your, let's in check mind. in on you in a couple of years and see what your stance is on uh, gun control and abortion. Well, I'm going to be old too. I think <laughs> gun control does wonders for abortion. Um, How do you think they're but, aborted? Jeez, but, oh, but but the one thing I'll say is that there are people where I live who who are all trying to go from Illinois to Missouri. Because Missouri is a much more free, quote unquote, state. Live for your die. Um, and people, uh, my dad and I talked about this. This is my, uh, this is George, and I talked about this, uh, where it's it's basically they, the people who live in Illinois don't like Chicago, and they see all their money going to Chicago. This is how they think about it. All their money goes to Chicago. Yeah. And goes to the people of Chicago, and we don't get anything here, which is and backwards, I, right? Uh, well, here's the here's the thing: if you're going with the Illinois population, right? Most of the Illinois population is in Chicago. So, if you're taking all the tax money and distributing it to all the people in Illinois. You are going to see on paper that a lot of that tax money is going to Chicago. Yeah, but again, that's where all the people are. Well, I mean, we do. We so we have the same problem here in Washington. The Republicans and the east side of the state hate Seattle because they see like yeah, a, a, tax dollars going towards Seattle infrastructure, and where at, but you know, this is where most of the people live. But if you look at like where taxes are paid and where they're given out. Uh, King County actually pays out more than it takes in from taxpayers. Yeah, and I would I would like to see the numbers on that. I don't know and the, uh, the, the numbers on the that. The east side Chicago. of the state, the people who hate Seattle and Olympia for that matter, um, you know, they they collect more tax dollars than they pay. So uh, does it does it border Idaho? I bet you it does, right? Yeah, Eastern Washington. I bet you 
dollars to donuts, Ben, there is a very similar dynamic between Chicago and Missouri and Southern Illinois as there is to Eastern Washington, Seattle, and Idaho. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, well, and I got some of those, those lines, but basically people in Eastern Washington going, well, I'm just going to move to Idaho <laughs> basically. Yep. Um, so we'll see, uh, I guess next week, next week on the good Lords um, podcast. Yeah. And Hey Ben, before you go, I'd like to just ask you uh, one very small request. Okay. As you're out there in, uh, the Western Washington, uh, urban area of Seattle, Washington, uh, please keep it wrong. <laughs> and, uh, you as well in your small college town in, uh, central Illinois, keep it wrong as well. And I'll see you next week. Thanks, Ben. All right. Always a pleasure. All right. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> All right. Talk to you All later. Right, bye. Bye.